Hi everybody, today is Tuesday, May 25th, and welcome to the Thinkers Uncensored podcast. So I have a couple of things that I wanted to discuss today. Um, I wanted to go over the FDA removing NAC from the shelves. NAC is a supplement that has been utilized in alternative health practices for years. It is a precursor to glutathione. It helps to repair the cells. It helps with detoxification. Um, It has been a very safe and effective integral part of an overall health practice, especially used during times of sickness or acute illnesses or issues. Um, It has been used as well to help with coronavirus spike protein. So that is what I would like to focus on today. Um, As I was reading through the research, I found a research article that was entitled SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein Impairs Endothelial Function Via Down Regulation of ACE2. So I'm going to read a little bit about the study. It's a little dry, but I want you to get a good grasp of what we are dealing with here so that you can be informed and know what exactly is going on here. And then we're going to kind of piece these puzzles together and see what's really going on. So it says SARS-CoV-2 Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2 Infection Relies on the Binding of S Protein. So this is the spike glycoprotein to the ACE, which is angiotensin converting enzyme two in the host cells. So we've got this spike protein, which are the spikes on the outer layer of the coronavirus. And those spike proteins, which are those things that you see sticking out, are sticking onto the host cells, which should be in vivo in our bodies. Vascular endothelium can be infected by SARS-CoV-2, which triggers mitochondrial reactive oxygen species production and glycolytic shift. Paradoxically, ACE2 is protective in the cardiovascular system and SARS-CoV-1 protein promotes lung injury by decreasing the level of ACE2 in the infected lungs. So we have this SARS coronavirus spike protein. It is attaching itself to the lungs and it is decreasing the ACE2, which is the protective component in your cardiovascular system. So this is why we're seeing a lot of issues in lungs with coronavirus patients. So there was a study and I want you to Make a mental note that this was published in March of 2021. In the current study, we show that spike protein alone can damage vascular endothelial cells, which they are referring to in the study as ECs, by down-regulating ACE2 and consequently inhibiting mitochondrial function. So this spike protein in layman's terms is preventing your body from being able to heal and protect itself against again, the spike protein in, in itself that is hurting your cells. So what they did is in the study is they administered um, a virus that expressed the spike protein to hamsters, and they did this through their throats intertracheally. And when they administered the spike 
protein, they found that lung damage was apparent in the animals receiving the spike protein. And this was revealed by the thickening of the alveolar septa and increased infiltration of mononuclear cells. So all of these bad things are happening. Um, the body's not working properly. It's infiltrating their cells. They're having lung damage, lung tissue, all of these issues. So, And we see this right with humans with the coronavirus spike protein. Furthermore, complementary increased and decreased phosphorylation of ENOS, which is the endothelial no synthase, and serum 1176 indicated impaired ENOS activity. So the activity of the endothelial no synthase was impaired as well. So this affected different expression within the body and was causing, again, damage to the lungs and the cardiovascular system within the body. Um, Here's where I want you to um, pay attention. So we have the issue overall that they know that spike protein damages the body. And I want you to pay attention to the fact that the mRNA that they are telling us to inject ourselves literally codes your body to produce spike protein. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The study shows that spike protein injures the body, the endothelial cells. It injures your mitochondria. It injures your lungs. It is causing damage. This is the spike protein that is doing this. And we are instructing our body to make spike protein via messenger RNA. Okay, so we're going to leave it at that. The last sentence of this article states, pulmonary arterial ECs infected with pseudospike was rescued by treatment with N-acetyl-L-cysteine, a reactive oxygen species inhibitor. N-acetyl-L-cysteine is NAC. This study that tells us that spike protein damages the body also tells us that they were able to help heal the damage caused by the spike protein with N-acetyl-L-cysteine, also known as NAC. NAC, according to this study, healed spike protein damage within the body. We want to marinate on that for a minute. I don't think people are grasping how huge this is or the quote-unquote coincidental timing behind all of this. And again, this study is called SARS-CoV-2 Spike Protein Impairs Endothelial Function Via Downregulation of ACE2. This was published on March 31st, 2021, so almost the beginning of April. A month and a half after this study showing that spike protein is damaging to the body and that NAC can repair spike protein damage, one month after this, the FDA 
came out and removed NAC from the shelves. Think about that. A study comes out, a research peer-reviewed study comes out showing spike protein causes damage. It also shows NAC fixes the damage. The FDA, a month and a half after the study is published, takes it off the shelves. I do not know what to tell people who do not understand how evil and horrific this agenda really is. Why are they taking the remedy for the damage that they are causing off the shelves if they don't want to kill people? They are saying that everyone that says this is a great depopulation event is a conspiracy theorist, yet they're removing the treatment for the spike protein that they are telling people that they have to produce in their body with this experimental messenger RNA that's a gene therapy that codes your genes to produce this spike protein, the spike protein that we know for a fact in a clinical setting and, hello, in real life, we've seen all kinds of issues of people reacting to this spike protein Not only the people that have received it, but people who have been around people who have taken this vaccine are getting injured and they're removing the remedy off of the shelves. Inject them with poison, remove the remedy. It is really, really hard for you to sit there and call everybody else a conspiracy theorist when you're out doing things like that. You're going to tell me that there's not a theory, a conspiracy theory going on here when you are censoring adverse effects, when you are censoring and deleting people for speaking up about first-hand testimonials. You are lying about everything. Do you remember when the fact checkers stated six to eight months ago that there's no way that this came from a lab, this came from a bat, and now Flip Fauci is on TV as of two days ago telling the world that maybe it came from a lab. I guess I would support looking into it after it was shown that he was funding through a third party the coronavirus lab research. Bill Gates, through a third party, was funding the Wuhan lab. All of these people who simultaneously funded these labs, also came out and told us there would be a surprise outbreak. There's going to be a next big pandemic. Bill Gates is sitting back there laughing with a smug smirk on his face, talking about how the next one is going to be huge. This is unbelievable. And everyone who speaks out about this is censored and called a conspiracy theorist. Guess what, people? All the conspiracy theorists have been more right about this entire thing than the experts. And they are literally taking our treatments, our natural holistic treatments off of the shelves because they work and they don't want them to work. I have a message that I received today from one of my subscribers that stated, quote, I saw your story about the NAC and the lab tests on animals. Seems like the NAC stops shedding. My cycle has been messed up since I have been around vaccinated people. 
This is one of many stories, by the way. And I was late for three weeks. I took the NAC for two days and it came again. Just wanted to share, unquote. We certainly have enough personal testimonials from women all over the world who have been sharing injury stories related to just being around people who are vaccinated. Their periods are late or they're lasting for months. I have spoken to women who chart their periods religiously. Like they know when they are ovulating, they know how long it will last, what days are heavy, what days are light. And these same women are having anomalies after being around individuals who received the vaccine. People will tell you there's absolutely no way for the spike protein to shed, the quote-unquote experts. The same experts that flip-flopped and said, you don't need a mask, now you need a mask, now you don't, now you need two masks, maybe three, maybe not a mask, oh, masks are just for show. These same people are telling you that there's no possibility of this. Well, there are articles that are out today that you can look up that state that self-replicating vaccines are currently under the works. Scientists are working on vaccines that spread like a disease. There was an article written by the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. The article is dated September 18th, 2020. It says, scientists are working on vaccines that spread like a disease. What could possibly go wrong? So, quote, Once a COVID-19 vaccine is approved for public use, officials around the world will face the monumental challenge of vaccinating billions of people, a logistical operation rife with thorny ethical questions. What if, instead of orchestrating complicated and resource-intensive campaigns to vaccinate humans against emerging infectious diseases like COVID-19, We could instead stop the zoonotic diseases that sometimes leap from animals to people at their source. I mean, hey, why don't we just play God? It's worked out so well, hasn't it, Wuhan lab? A small but growing number of scientists thinks it is possible to exploit exploit the self-propagating properties of viruses and use them to spread immunity instead of disease. Can we beat viruses like SARS-CoV-2, the novel coronavirus, at their own game? A virus that confers immunity throughout an animal population as it spreads in the wild could theoretically stop a zoonotic spillover event from happening, snuffing out the spark that could ignite the next pandemic. If the wild rats that host the deadly Lassa virus, for example, are vaccinated, the risks of a future outbreak among humans could be reduced. For at least 20 years, scientists have been experimenting with such self-spreading vaccines, work that continues to this day, which has gained the attention of the U.S. military. Okay, I want to go back to that. For at least 20 years, scientists have been experimenting with self-spreading vaccines, work that continues to this day 
that has gained the attention of the United States military. For obvious reasons, public and scientific interest in vaccines is incredibly high, including in self-spreading vaccines, as they could be effective against zoonotic threats. The biologists, Scott Newsomer and James Bull, generated fresh media attention to self-spreading vaccines over the summer by publishing an article in The Nature of Ecology and Evolution. But the subsequent reporting on the topic gives short shrift to the potentially significant downsides to releasing self-spreading vaccines in the environment. Self-spreading vaccines could indeed entail serious risks, and the prospect of using them raises challenging questions. No kidding. Who decides, for instance, where and when a vaccine should be released? Hmm, let me guess, Bill Gates. Once released, scientists will no longer be in control of the virus. It could mutate, as it would, as viruses naturally do. It may jump species. It will cross borders. There will be unexpected outcomes and unintended consequences. There always are. And then it talks about how they work. Self-spreading vaccines are essentially, listen to this, okay? Tell me if this doesn't sound like the novel coronavirus mRNA vaccine. Self-spreading vaccines are essentially genetically engineered viruses designed to move through populations in the same way as infectious diseases, but rather than causing disease, they confer protection. So kind of like your body with this new mRNA is being coded to produce spike protein. So you're not, it's not an actual vaccine, right? An actual vaccine has a piece of the original virus in it. This is not like that. This is fake synthetic messenger RNA. So genetically engineered viruses, check. Designed to move through populations in the same way as infectious diseases. Well, anecdotal evidence from all of the people experiencing menstrual issues, blood clots, rashes, just from being around people who have been vaccinated, um, check. They quote unquote confer protection. Well, that is not a check because we've seen breakthrough cases all day, every day. Um, And the companies themselves aren't even telling us that they are for sure going to prevent the spread of the vaccine. But anyway, um, built on the chassis of a benign virus, the vaccines have genetic material from a pathogen added to them that stimulates the creation of antibodies or white blood cells in the infected host. Well, we just skipped that part and we're just telling our bodies itself to become the virus ammunitions machine department. And then we're also supposed to produce the antibodies against it. So we are really, it's like a shit storm in our body, pardon my language, but we are causing the problem in our body and then causing the solution. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, And then it continues that the viruses could be particularly useful, some scientists say, for wildlife populations where direct vaccination is difficult due to issues like inaccessible habitats, poor infrastructure, high costs, or lack of resources. There's always some, you know, social reason why we should do this, but we all know that that's not really what these people care about. Um, The idea, essentially, is to vaccinate a small portion of the population through direct 
inoculation. So they're going to go through and they're going to give some people the direct jab. These so-called founders will then passively spread the vaccine to other animals as they encounter by either touch, sex, nursing, or breathing the same air. Gradually, these interactions could build up population level immunity. So keep in mind that Bill Gates thinks the earth is overpopulated. He has stated publicly he believes in death panels. He believes in using vaccination to control the population. He believes in eugenics. He believes in abortion, okay? So he's suggesting that we do this vaccine to save lives. He wants to preserve lives when he thinks that we all should just die. I don't think so. Why are we taking medical advice from somebody that thinks the earth is overpopulated and he wants to stick his needle inside of you? No, thanks. But this is scary stuff. Um, The founders, the people who are injected with the original vaccination, will passively spread the vaccine. Touch, sex, nursing, or breathing the same air. How many of you have heard the stories of the children who were nursing from the mother that received this coronavirus vaccine and they have had bleeding issues after nursing? I have seen several videos and images of this. I've seen rashes of the babies that have been unexplained. And that would infer that there's something, something is being spread. Now, they are telling us it's not. But again, if this was some great depopulation agenda, do you think they're going to give us a a hint and be like, hey, heads up, we're going to, this is all a self-spreading vaccine. People would pause and be like, whoa, 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 hold on, what? Self-spreading vaccines have some of their roots in efforts to reduce pest populations. So now we're talking about pests and animals. We all saw now also Bill Gates has released a bunch of genetically modified mosquitoes. We're waiting to find out what that's going to cause. Australian researchers has described a virally spread immunocontraception. Okay? Immunocontraception which hijacked the immune system of infected animals, in this case, a non-native mouse species in Australia, and prevented them from fertilizing their offspring. So they now have a way to have immunoconception, which means that if you get this vaccine, they were, they were doing this with animals in Australia, and they had this 20 years of research, okay? They were giving these animals in Australia a vaccine with the sole purpose of preventing them from being able to reproduce. So we've got self-spreading vaccines now that can prevent offspring from occurring. The earliest self-spreading vaccine efforts targeted two highly lethal infectious diseases in the European rabbit population. And in 2001, Spanish researchers field-tested a vaccine in a wild rabbit population living on Isla del Are, a small Spanish island just off Menorca. The vaccine spread to more than half of the 300 rabbits on the island, and the trial was deemed a success. In 2015, another team of researchers speculated on the development of a self-spreading vaccine for the Ebola virus that could be used on wild great apes like chimpanzees. Since then, scientists have come to see a wide array of animals from wildlife such as bats, birds, and foxes to domestic animals like dogs, pigs, and sheep as amenable to self-spreading vaccines. 20 years of research of using some type of genetically altered, quote, vaccine unquote, to spread, prevent 
animals from spreading disease or whatever they want. They can code this to do whatever they want it to do. They can code this to prevent you from having children. And they have done so in other mammals, in research settings, and in the wild. But they want to say the disclaimer, researchers haven't developed experimental self-spreading vaccines for humans. Sure, Sure, we just have the U.S. military interested in 20 years of research of self-spreading vaccines um, and all of these eugenists that are interested in that. And we see that it can stop fertility. And we see anecdotal evidence of this happening right now of people just being around people who receive the vaccine and they are being affected by this. And we are seeing this, but we're supposed to believe that, oh, but they would never, they would never do that to us, right? I mean, all the bad people in history... Those are all the bad people in the past. There's not power-hungry people in the world today. That's all in the past. That's not today. Come on. Stop being such a conspiracy theorist. Come on, guys. (laughs) This is just unbelievable. And it goes on. The principal security concern is that of dual use. In essence, this means that the same research that could be used to develop self-spreading vaccines to prevent disease could also be used to deliberately cause harm. Oh, you think? You could, for instance, engineer triggers into a virus that could cause immune system failures in infected people or animals, a bit like HIV does naturally. Now, I want you to rewind to the previous podcast when I shared that the Indian researchers took the vaccine and stared at the different particles of COVID and they took the COVID virus itself and saw five different strands of coronavirus in it with HIV insertions. And I find it interesting that I'm reading this article saying you could, for instance, engineer triggers into a virus that could cause immune system failures like HIV. And here we are with a coronavirus made in a lab with five strains of coronavirus in it with HIV insertions. Cause immune system failures. What do we see happening to people? What do we see happening with autoimmune diseases? Oh, here we go. Let me continue. Or you could create triggers in a virus that that cause a harmful autoimmune response where the body starts attacking its own healthy cells and tissues. So I remember watching a video that a woman shared of necrosis of her brother, her perfectly healthy brother, um, after getting the vaccine. What about all of these photos and testimonials we are seeing from people where their skin is peeling off, where they're getting rashes and hives, where blood blisters. What about the guy that was practicing the martial arts whose foot exploded? Did you guys remember seeing that uh, across social media? Probably not. It was probably censored. Um, That sounds like uh, a trigger to me. And then it continues to talk about the bioweapon question. While researchers may intend to make self-spreading vaccines, others could repurpose their science and develop biological weapons. Such a self-spreading weapon may prove uncontrollable and irreversible. We don't have to dig very deep for a historical example of weaponized biology. As the apartheid-era South African biowarfare program shows, 
social, political, and scientific pressures can lead to the misuse of biological innovations. They've already, you guys, you, do you all think this is a part of the past? This is happening now. Codenamed Project Coast, South Africa's program was primarily focused on covert assassination weapons for use against individuals deemed a threat to the racist apartheid government. In addition to producing contraptions to inject poisons, Project Coast researchers developed techniques to lace sugar cubes with salmonella and cigarettes with bacillus anthracis. And we saw during times of prohibition where the United States government poisoned the alcohol supply. This is not a thing of the past. We have not evolved past evil narcissists in search of power as a society. We have not. Oh, you guys are going to love this. You're going to love the Project Coast anti-fertility vaccine. Here we go. While there have been many bio-warfare programs, including several that were far more elaborate and sophisticated, the South African program is particularly relevant in thinking through malicious uses of self-spreading vaccines. One of Project Coast's research projects aimed at developing a human anti-fertility vaccine. Anti-fertility, which means they're going to vaccinate you against being able to have children. They have this technology available now. They've already done it in animals. You think that they're going to tell you if they're going to do that to you, if this is part of a greater agenda? Wake up. Use some discernment. What does your gut tell you if you haven't ravaged and ruined your gut with modern-day agriculture and all of the other toxins and chemicals that we are exposed to? Listen to what your body is screaming about this agenda you are not wrong. You are not a conspiracy theorist. This is nuts. What they are doing to us and our children is nuts. Vaccinating 12-year-olds who have a 99.99999% survival rate is nuts. This vaccine is still under emergency use. It is still in trial. You are experimenting on your child amidst a culture where anti-fertility vaccines exist and eugenists who think the world is overpopulated want you to get the vaccine. Wake up! The idea took hold during a time of widespread concern over worldwide population explosion. Oh, that was in the past. Here we go again. The past always repeats itself. Schalk von Rensberg, who oversaw fertility-related work at Project Coast Laboratory, told South Africa's Post-Apartheid Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a forum for examining the sordid history of the era and laying the foundation for future peace and tolerance, that he thought the project was in line with the World Health organizations attempt to curb rising global birth rates. Oh, there's that World Health Organization. Um, guys, guess who funds the majority of the World Health Organization? Bill freaking Gates pays and funds the World Health Organization. Look it up. He also funds the Center for Disease Control and the FDA because those are not total government entities. 
I bet you didn't know that. Look it up. These are little known factoids that are not well known. So we've got the World Health Organization wanting to curb rising global birth rates. We've got Bill Gates funding the World Health Organization. We've got Bill Gates funding the Wuhan lab research. We've got Bill Gates funding the FDA that just took off NAC from the shelves that has been shown in a laboratory clinical setting to repair your cells after the damage caused by spike protein. And we have Bill Gates advocating for you injecting mRNA in your body to help your body to produce spike protein. Make it make sense. This is a depopulation agenda. And we will not know about it for 20 or 30 years. Some people have estimated that if you get this job, you're not going to be alive in the next decade. I'm not going to go that far. I don't know. Time will tell. But I bet you're going to have trouble having children. We are already seeing fertility clinics coming out stating that known egg donors and people who used to be fertile are no longer fertile after giving, taking the vaccine. Sperm are not swimming after the vaccine. Is this something that's going to last a long time? We don't know because it's still in the experimental trial and they are not even looking into it. So this guy is thinking his work is in line with the World Health Organization to attempt to curb rising global birth rates. He believed it could bring his lab international acclaim. Oh, so some egotistical notoriety. Great. And funding. Oh, money. That's right. Follow the money. According to Van Rensburg, Walter Bosson, the director of the biowarfare program, said the military needed an anti-fertility vaccine so female soldiers would not fall pregnant. We already have birth control, which will wreck your hormones and isn't great for you. If we have that, why do we need an anti-fertility vaccine? An anti-fertility self-spreading vaccine? Why do we need that? While some of the scientists involved in the project denied awareness of the ulterior intentions, of course, or even that their fertility work was a part of a military endeavor, Van Rensburg and Daniel Goosen, a lab director, told the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that the real intention behind the project was to selectively administer the contraceptive in secret to unwitting black South African women. They were going to use this as a bioweapon to prevent black women from having babies. Where have we seen people attack this demographic? Oh, yes, the Tuskegee experiments. The government does not care about you. The politicians do not care about you. They want your vote. They want your loyalty, your allegiance, your money. This is genocide of a future generation that will never have the opportunity to live. Currently, there are other 20th century countries who are engaged in forcibly sterilizing their population. European countries, even Sweden and Switzerland, sterilize members of the Roma minority 
in the early half of the 20th century. Slovakia continued even beyond that. And more recently, analysts have alleged, alleged, quote unquote, that the Chinese government is sterilizing women in Yingchang, a province with a large population of Uyghur Muslims. The Uyghur Muslims are being genocided in China right now, and the world is turning a blind eye. It really doesn't take a massive leap of the imagination to see how the aims of South Africa's anti-fertility vaccine project would have benefited from research into self-spreading vaccines, particularly if you combine it with current developments in pharma, drug development, and personalized medicine. Taken together, these strands of research can enable ultra-targeted biological warfare. So the Biological Weapons Convention, the treaty that bans biological weapons, is nearly 50 years old. Clearly, China doesn't give a crap because they're making this stuff in a Wuhan lab. They never do. They sign the treaties. They say they'll play. They don't play by the rules. And I don't know why people haven't figured that out yet. Um, So this Biological Weapons Convention was negotiated and agreed to in the depths of the Cold War. And... It's just completely outdated. For example, the convention didn't stop South Africa for pursuing Project Coast in the 1980s. So this is a small but growing field. And as of the time this article was written, there were 10 institutions that were doing work on self-spreading vaccines. Now, they've been doing this for over 20 years. They say they magically came up with this coronavirus mRNA vaccine in a 10-year span. I'm sorry, in a one-year span. So is it possible that they could have added some of the effects of the self-spreading vaccine to all of this? Absolutely, it's possible. And so far, the research has primarily been bankrolled by the U.S. government, science and health funders like the National Science Foundation, the National Institutes of Health. Oh, who's in charge of? Oh, Fauci's in charge of that. Oh my gosh. Surprise, surprise. The same guy that's also funding the Wuhan China lab through a third party and the Department of Health and Human Services. Pro, here we go. Here's our boy, private organizations like the Gates Foundation. There he is again. This guy has his hand in everything for a computer coder, does he not? My gosh. And academic institutions have also financed these projects. DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and the United States Military's Research and Development Wing are also involved in the research. Now, why does the military want to know about self-spreading anti-fertility vaccines? University of California, Davis, is working on a DARPA-administered project called Prediction of spillover potential and interventional en masse animal vaccination to prevent emerging pathogen threats in current and future zones of U.S. military operation. So this is supposedly to, quote, create the world's first prototype of self-disseminating vaccine designed to induce a high level of herd immunity against Lassa virus and Ebola, unquote. Sure. 
Military investment in biological innovation for defense or protective purposes is still permissible under the Biological Weapons Convention. Oh, so it's okay to make biological weapons if you're the military. (sighs) Guys, I cannot. But it can still send the wrong signals. Do you think? It could cause countries to doubt one another's intentions. Oh, kind of like how China was left completely unscathed by COVID and Shanghai, which is four hours away from bullet train from Wuhan, is still producing and you're still getting your things in from China, but the rest of the world shut down kind of like that, maybe. Unbelievable. Um, and DARPA says any field experimentation related to the project would follow biosafety protocols. Well, the 2020 COVID-19 virus that escaped on the world determined that was a lie. So, so this is where we are. We know that these things are out. We know these things are happening. We've got the anecdotal evidence and all of that, guys, all of that information. I'd like to circle back to what I talked about from the beginning. The spike protein causes issues. We know it causes issues. We're telling people that their bodies are going to produce spike protein from the mRNA vaccine. The studies show that NAC helps prevent damage from spike protein and the FDA is taking it off the shelves. What would anyone with any sort of discernment and critical thinking have to say about all of this? I'm just going to leave that with you guys. They're going after our natural remedies and our cures. There are hundreds of natural supplements currently today on the FDA chopping block. Um, Some of these include tea tree oil. Tea tree oil, imagine that. Melaleuca, ginger, turmeric, methylated B12. So there are a lot of people with gene mutations like MTHFR that need methylated vitamins so that their body can absorb them. They want to take those off of the shelves. Oh, here, I just found the article about the guy whose leg exploded. I'm going to read this to you. Um, he was forced to return to England in April last year, and that was it was beginning to rebuild his life in his home of Stanford when he fell ill. Dave's flu-like symptoms started within hours of having the AstraZeneca vaccination against COVID-19 on March 4th. His symptoms got progressively worse over the following month. His foot started to swell, and he was rushed to Addenbrooke's Hospital for treatment on April 10th. His left leg was later amputated below the knee. Medics haven't quite confirmed yet the cause of the infection, but Dave fears it was linked to the vaccine. He said, it started with a horrendous fever. I was admitted to the hospital on the 10th, and on the 12th, my foot just exploded. There was blood everywhere. They said I might lose a couple of toes, but then it was half of my leg. The doctors say it's hard to prove that it's linked to the COVID jab and that the infection could have been there for some time, but it's quite strange that I became ill for weeks on the night of the vaccine. So the day he got the vaccine, he got sick and then he had this infection and his foot exploded. Think about this. I think it has got to be linked. It has put me off having the second one. Yeah, I don't think I would want to have the second one either, Dave. If my foot exploded, I would definitely not be going back for another dose of that. Um, Guys, this is what we are dealing with. 
um, systematically, people are being injured and it is being censored. So if I were to share Dave's story on Facebook or Instagram, all of the fact checkers would come on and say, oh, that's not true. Or, or if they would even do that, if they would even allow the fact checkers, sometimes they just go straight to deleting your account for sharing this information. They're like, oh, misinformation, you were deleted. And then it'll be like for hate speech or something like hate speech. What are, what is going on? Um, so I wanted you guys to see the agenda. I want you to see that the spike protein itself is what is making people sick. Um, and a lot of this too, you need to look into the Salk Institute because they did publish a lot of this information that confirms COVID-19 is a vascular disease. It attacks the circulatory system and the spike protein is part of the key role in the injury that is causing illness. So it's the spike protein that's making you sick. It's the spike protein that your body is being forced to produce. And it is the NAC that is helping to mitigate that and that is being taken off the shelves. Um, I don't know where we go from here, guys. Stock up on your NAC. I know I have. It's a precursor to glutathione. So if they take the NAC off the shelves, um, try to stock up on some liposomal glutathione if you can find it. Um, also, it's just a matter of time, though, before they do a study and show that liposomal glutathione also helps with spike proteins, and then they take that off the shelf also. And then what's next? Garlic, um, mulene. I know that nettle, nettle was on their FDA chopping list. All of these things help with mucus and respiratory viruses. It's almost like they want to kill us. It almost feels that way. So I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share this study with you because I found that it was extremely important. Um, Prepare yourselves, prepare your body, keep your immune system functioning. Natural immunity is real. Natural immunity is not a conspiracy theory. Natural immunity is the reason that I have been able to survive the past year and a half without even a sniffle. I have not been sick once, knock on wood, because I'm keeping my body healthy and strong. I have not cowered in fear. I have not hidden. I have not stopped what I'm doing. I have gone out and lived my life just like I have my entire life. I should be dead according to the quote experts, unquote, but I am thriving. I have never felt better. And it is because my body is strong. My immune system is strong. And I make sure that I have the nourishment that I need to carry on. So everybody stay healthy, start using your discernment, find some NAC and liposomal glutathione if you can, look into the health benefits of both, and start waking people up. And you guys, I think we're past the point of waking up the sheep. We need to wake up the lions. Um, I'll tell you a year and a half ago, I had no subscribers on any of my accounts. I had like 200 on a personal account. I was scared of speaking up. I was scared of what people would think about me. I didn't want to be labeled anything. Um, I was just concerned and didn't really have a voice at all. And then it just got to the point where this is for our children. And as a mother, as a parent, there's nothing we will not do to protect our children. And parents, we quite frankly owe this to our children to get out there and advocate for them. Stop this agenda. They are coming after your kids. Now they're jabbing 12-year-olds. They're going to bring it down to the little babies too. Um, If you want grandkids, if you want your children to be healthy and strong and not have autoimmune disorders, please don't subject them to experiments 
This is not FDA approved. This is emergency use. It is not the same thing. And please look at the history of vaccination in general. There are vaxxed versus unvaxxed studies out there. Um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not against trying to boost your immune system in certain ways, but please do the research. Please understand that some people have certain gene mutations, um, things like that. I, I just had a cousin have twin babies and a couple of days after she left the hospital, after the hepatitis B shot, she had to go right back and take one of the babies into the hospital for having a severe seizure. And she was seizing so badly she had to spend the night in the hospital and the baby had to be in the hospital. And the mom who's nursing and has two babies to take care of had to split her time running back and forth in between COVID protocols for a tiny twin baby in the hospital. And if you pull the insert on the vaccine for the hepatitis B, I know this is a side tangent, but if you pull that, it will say that seizures are a side effect. And they will tell us that side effects are normal. That is a normal body response and a normal side effect to which I would reply that perhaps we should redefine our definition of normal if normal is causing your entire body to convulse because that's what bodies do. They convulse and react when poisoned um, intramuscularly, right? So if you were bitten by a poisonous snake um, and that venom went into your muscle, you can die very quickly if you were to take that same venom and swallow it because you have a natural detox and elimination pathway, you would hypothetically survive in most scenarios. So look up injection versus ingestion. Ingestion. Um, look up side effects. Pull those vaccine inserts. Look up section 13.1. These have not been tested for carcinogenity, mutagenity, or fertility impairment. And then look up the current 69-dose CDC schedule, soon to include three more doses of COVID as well on top of that for our little children. Um, if you are over the age of 35, you have had less vaccines your entire life than a six-month old baby. There's an agenda. They are getting out of control. They are getting greedy with the money. It's always rules for thee and not for me. You think that they're just giving their children all of these vaccines all at once as a pincushion. It just doesn't make any sense, guys. They tell you to space out your food for baby when they're six months old, space out your squash and your peaches, but then you take them to the same doctor that will tell you that and she'll inject your baby with 10 different types of vaccines at once. And keep in mind that MMR is three vaccines in one. It's measles, mumps, and rubella. So a lot of these are combined shots as well. Um, And they're just shoving all of those directly intramuscularly into your child. But they tell you to space out your, your peaches and your baby oatmeal. So I hope everybody has something to think about today. I know I gave you guys a lot to digest. Um, Everybody stay healthy, stay safe, Use your discernment always and start speaking up for the truth and start speaking up for our children because they need us. We are their protectors and they deserve it. They deserve our best. All right. I love you guys.